Shane Harris. I'm a real estate agent and an auctioneer with more than 20 years experience. Um, our podcast, we aim to speak to property people about what they do in their business and uncover the secrets about their success with an aim to help you do better, not only as a real estate agent, but hopefully better work performance flows into a better life as well. Today, we're lucky to have Mr. Steve Dick. Steve is a 30 plus year veteran of the property industry. He's a director of the Rain and Horn Commercial Business, one of the most successful commercial businesses in Australia. And not for the first time in 2018-19, Steve was awarded the number one commercial real estate agent award for the Rain and Horn Group, which is no mean feat given the number of businesses and salespeople we have within that organisation. So Steve, welcome to Spark 20. Well, thank you. That's a pretty, um, pretty out there. In I didn't think I'd been working that long. <laughs> As we were talking beforehand, Steve, time flies when you're having fun. It was coincidentally the same year I joined the Navy, and I'm sure we both remember those early days like they were yesterday, but they are now more than 30 years ago. Um, Steve, if you could just describe for us, first of all, your real estate journey. <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny one. Um, I left high school. I uh, wanted unemployment benefits because I was going to go to teacher's college and uh, I had to, um, the uh, unemployment service said I had to go for two job interviews. So I figured I wouldn't get a job in real estate and I wouldn't get a job in hypnotherapy. And um, there was only one guy I knew in real estate and um, I happened to be playing against him in basketball the night before and I was a bit of an angry young Turk back in those days. And he did something, so I put him in a headlock when the ref wasn't looking. <laughs> and uh, then I had the hide to ring him up uh, the next day and said, oh, look, um, I'm, after a I'm after a job in real estate. And yeah, he got me an interview, but I didn't get a job. And uh, so then I went off into uh, civil engineering and I, I didn't end up going to teacher's college. Um, went into civil engineering and working around Australia on different construction sites. Came back and um, decided hospitality was the way to go and did two-thirds of the hotel management diploma and two-thirds of chef, basically. And um, set up a couple of catering businesses in Newcastle with, uh, with my wife or wife-to-be at that stage. And, um, and uh, then we were busy with those for, for quite a few years and... Um, and the guy rang up again. He said, uh, you know that job you asked me about nine years ago? You're still interested. <laughs> so your subtle, subtle um, intimidation worked, perhaps. Yeah. So, um, and he was, uh, he was very much industrially based. And um, because of my background in civil works and, you know, out of construction sites, you know, I, I started in residential, but I didn't really enjoy it. Um, and, and so I had to... Um, I crossed over into industrial commercial. It was quite funny at one stage there. Um, I was still running the catering operation and and uh, I had to time um, when different meals were going being put on around around Newcastle. And um, and so then I had open house time. So I had to then sort of, was a balancing act to where, when meals and when equipment had to be at places. And, and so I was holding open houses at, um, three o'clock in the afternoon because that, that was the best time to avoid kids' sport and um, and then or nine o'clock in the morning to get... It was just dependent on when I had to have the uh, cooking operation going. Bit of uh, forced time management training on the job there by the sound of it. Oh, it didn't help. <laughs> no, it didn't help. It was, it was, as I'd still do, fly by the seat of my pants. So, 
Yeah, yeah. And, and look, there has been so much that's changed on the periphery of real estate and the transactions that happen within real estate. Um, but, you know, from 30 years until now, has much changed fundamentally in the way you do your business? You used to um, drive to an appointment or drive to do something or drive to put up a sign and then you'd, you know, you're always taught to drive back a different direction and take notes, pull over the side of the road and take notes on this building, that building, what was going on and um, and then you come back to the office and make all your phone calls and take down all your notes and um, and and so the the speed of communication, the speed of having access to information, that's that's certainly changed. You know, all the phone calls are done on the road. The people in in those pastimes were tolerant of you not being there instantaneously. And, and and now it's an instantaneous world. People expect you to respond. People expect you to respond quickly and, and not have to wait wait for uh, for you know. I was with with Dr. John Hewson um, the other day, mm. and he 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 said when he was in politics, um, it was a twenty four hour news cycle, and he said. It's now a twenty-four second news cycle. Yeah, that's a very good point, isn't it? Yeah. So, Steve, tell me a little bit about your business, um, the commercial aspect. How long has it been operating? How many staff do you have? And you know, management details. Um, the office itself has been running as a commercial office for over fifty years. Um, it started. It started life as one of the opposition companies, and um, and uh, we had, um, and and that's what it was when I came to it. And the um, you shall remain nameless. The, yes, yeah, Voldemort. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, and then we had a bit of a disagreement with um, uh, that 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 group, and. And we uh, spoke to Angus and Angus's father, and and came across to Rain Horn, which was about twelve years ago. And um, and so, in terms of our operations here, we've we've got um, uh, a residential section. We run Rain Horn Newcastle, um, and that has a, a large property management division with it. We run Rain and Horn Stockton. Again, residentially, and that has a management department with it. We run uh, Rainhorn Commercial Newcastle, which, um, and then we have, I think, you know, seven hundred odd properties under management with the, in, just in the commercial department. So yeah. we've got four four full time property managers, um, two support staff in that department, four full-time residential property management managers, a couple of support staff, a manager looking after property management as a global thing. As a, um, And then we've got uh, the residential. We've got, resident, as I said, residential operatives in Stockton and Newcastle. Um, commercially, we've got um, four full-time uh, agents and then we have a, a junior that we bring through. Um, yep. Because our property management, there's a lot of um, uh, rats and mice type, very small things. And then if you have agents um, earn, trying to earn a living out of commissions, 
you know, these these lessors um, tend to suck up a lot of time and, and there's as much energy goes into one of those deals which doesn't yield very much money as there is sure. to the bigger deals. And, and so we've employed a, a young lady in that department at the moment. She's got that seat and um, she, she she's not on a commission. She's on a wage and then a little bonus and um, and she looks after the rats and mice and takes that that takes that worry. We still service the landlords, but it takes the worry away from our other uh, residential people. And, and but other uh, commercial industrial people, sorry. Yeah, sure, sure. And, and for that person in the incumbent in that job, that's a great learning ground for them as well because, oh. as you say, there's lots of, you know, work that happens and, you know, the personalities and interactions are still the same, whether it's that or something of a high value. So have you had people that went through that and then progressed into commercial sales with you guys? Well, one of our one of our minor partners, Jason Morris, um, started in that role, and um, so he's now worked worked up to a point where he's got an equity in the in the uh, equity stake in the business, um, and that was from that role. And um, and uh, and apart from that, um, we get them to a certain point. One's gone and opened a Mexican restaurant, which is one of the best Mexican <laughs> restaurants in Newcastle. If you ever come called Antahitos, but yeah. I can't even get a seat in there. Um, to get a good discount. Another one, uh, another one got seconded to New York as a project in project management. Um, yeah, so they've all gone on to live um, re relatively successful careers, but only one of them still based in real estate. Yeah, but, but it's still a, it's still it's a non-pressure learning curve, and it's it's. Um, a great role for a younger person to get the feel and to learn the um, terminology and the lingo and to learn the landlords that, that are within our system as well, within our uh, portfolio. So it, it's, a, it's a very good grounding and um, I wish I'd had it because I didn't have the, I wouldn't have had the pressure of the um, commission, you know, you, you've got your principal down the nose at every month, you haven't made commission, you haven't done this, you know. Yep. Uh, We've yeah. all, well, most of us have been there at some stage or another. Um, but that sounds like a terrific program. Um, and as you say, you know, it doesn't matter whether people stay with you, but the fact that you develop people and they go on to be successful is, you know, that's a reward in itself for a business owner, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And, um, yeah, and all of those people, you know, are good friends of the business. They, you know, they can drop in at any time and, you know, they, they all enjoyed their time here. Uh, so yeah, no, that's 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 nice. What's frustrating from a business owner is that you get them to a point where um, where they are starting to carry their own load, and and then you know one thing leads to another, and yep. they go somewhere else. And Steve, what do you pride yourself on as an agent, or what do you believe it is that sets you aside from other agents in your market? Um, longevity. Um, that doesn't help you win listings. Um, yeah, but experience does. Yeah, experience helps you. And and having having dealt with like that same person that I went to see um, uh, yesterday. You know, I hadn't spoken to him since. Well, I'd written to him. I'd sent him out my magazine every every you know second month. Um, you know, he produced five of those a year. Yeah. But I hadn't spoke to him since 2011, really, because he's he had a tenant in there and he was quite happy. Um, now the tenant's moving on, and you know, because we we 
had that contact, that continuous contact going through, um, he uh, he rang us. And and the longer that you are in an industry like this, the more those relationships you build up um, work. In at some point, there's a what do they call it? Uh, a tipping point where yeah, you don't have to go searching for as much work. The work tends to come to you. So yeah, but you still have to be doing those those things. You still have to be, you know, your market expert. You still have to be doing your magazine that you just spoke about. Then I'm, I have no doubt that that you know positions you as, as top of mind with with you know vendors and buyers within your market. So as you say, um, the longevity is great, but you know you are also obviously doing lots of other things that ensure that people think of you when the time comes to to lease or sell their commercial asset um did you, yeah, have, and you have to you have to because you know there's you know there's nothing more frustrating or gut-wrenching than seeing a building that you sold to a guy or a person um some years beforehand listed with another agency and you go what, what happens we, great, <laughs> we, we, did, we did a great job we, we had a great time you know yeah yeah um, why? And that's because somehow they've slipped through the system, and you you haven't been in that that front of mind awareness. Yeah. Did so you you obviously run fairly large numbers of transactions. Do you have a support team closely around you, or do you utilise the the administration side of the business more so? Um, no, I have I have a support person, Kim, who um, has worked with me for. I don't know, 12 years. Um, so we've both grown old together. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so she knows the business backwards. She knows my clients backwards. Um, and, you know, when, I'm, when I go away, there's a reliance that she can step in and, you know, she's uh, not licensed, but she's certificated. Yes. So she can show buildings and... Um, there's not too many other grandmothers that know the inside out of industrial buildings. Um, so, yeah, no, she's that, that's that's really my team. Um, yeah, great. Just him and I. Great. Um, and you spoke before about um, the nature of a commercial transaction. So for a young person starting out, would you say that commercial real estate is a less, less emotional um, real estate than residential real estate from your experience? Oh, I wouldn't be selling real estate if I still had to sell residential. Um, you know, it's nice to have empathy and apathy, and you know, or with or uh, with the people that you're dealing with. You know, but um, coming from the engineering background, I was very numbers orientated, and coming from a civil background, I was outdoors orientated. So, you know, I like it when people make um, decisions based on what the size of the building is, what the rent is or what the purchase price is. Can they afford it? Yeah. You know, what, what is the capacity of the cranes? What's the frontage? Um, you know, these, these people, if, if they've got to change the colour, their business dives in and changes the colour. You know, um, the, uh, I, I, I had a, an industrial client a few years ago um, and he... Uh, he used to buy old clunkers of industrial property, and I, I said to him, "I said, well, Fitzy, why do you buy this rubbish for?" And he said, "Steve, that shows a really good return, and it's industrial." And he, I said, "Why? Why industrial?" And he said, "Well, it's the washer test." He says, "If I go out and buy 
a nice house and I rent it and it's got a leaking tap. I'll get a bill from an emergency plumber at some ungodly hour of the morning that had to go out there and fix a leaking tap. And then if I own a retail building, that tap will, that tap will be leaking and, and they'll be so prizzy about it, they'll be nagging, nagging, nagging until they get it fixed. If I own commercial, well, every time something happens, they'll throw it at me. Well, the, the tap's leaking. Oh, the tap's still leaking. He said, if I buy an industrial place, I don't even know the tap's leaking because they'll dive in and fix it. <laughs> Sounds like uh, a wise man to me. Yeah, yeah, but he went broke. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, and what, what would be your greatest achievement in business, Steve? I don't know. Um, Winning number one in the commercial group? <laughs> <laughs> it always astounds me um, because I don't think I'm I, I don't think I'm that good or you must, be, you um, must be doing something right well that's and that's and that's it I, there's just you know I I look at myself and I think oh there's so many things I can improve on you know uh, I always put it you know real, real estate is to me or the way I way I work is a bit slap has it and I'm I say to my guys in, in a train in in a meeting, I say, well, we've got to get better. We've got to get systemized. I say, you don't go and land a a, a a giant Airbus thinking, well, I'll try this one this time, or I'll do this this time, and I'll laissez faire on this, and yeah, I'm a bit tired today, and I, I won't ring that person, I won't push that dial there. Yeah, you know, you've got to be. Yeah, you know, you're you've out of the military. You've got to have precision, and you've and, and and if we, yeah, and I'm sure there's people within our network that are like that, that are making far more than me. But um, but I'd love to be that that you know precision orientated uh, and and doing things and just improving things slightly. But there's so much more improvement that I can see need that that we can do. And Steve, what do you think you might be up to in let's say 20 years' time? Dead. <laughs> Don't say that, mate. You'll be still going strong. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I um, still working, I, retired, playing bowls. I know. My accountants told me that um, my last investment has now forced me to have to work until I die. So um, I won't be working after I die. But, um, <laughs> well, probably not. Yeah, but um, yeah, so um, yeah, and that's probably uh, yeah, planning for the future. Yeah, my 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 equity going forward is tied up in a building I own and the the business here. Yeah. Um, so you're still loving what you do, in essence. I love because I love the people that I work with. Um, you know, the environment that we create here. Um, um, but I tell you what, I, I, I tell you, I, there was an epiphany the other day. I was sitting down at Chin Chin in uh, in Sydney, and if nobody, if anybody hasn't been to Chin Chin, you either go to Flinders Lane or the one in Sydney, and it's amazing. Can't book anyway. We've got two seats at the bar, and um, and just watching these young chefs and kitchen hands work, 
They just worked, 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 worked. No chitter chat. No, it was on. Game was on. And I was thinking, how the hell do I get my office to do that? <laughs> yeah. Imagine the productivity I'd get out of this office. Um, but again, it's um, there's a balance, work-life balance, and you've got to have people enjoying coming there. So if we're at that intensity level of chin-chin day in, day out, um, I'll burn people out very quickly. And you know, we're, we're a bit of a big family up here. And I don't want to burn them out. Steve, thank you so much for your time here today on Spark 20. I'm sure that our listeners have got an enormous amount out of that um, about the commercial market and also the intricacies of the commercial market as compared with the residential market. We really appreciate you taking the time to be on our pod and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much for joining us here on Spark 20, the real estate podcast, which is proudly supported by the Rain and Horn Group. Please make sure you subscribe and rate us on iTunes or where it is that you get your podcast from and we look forward to having you come. Thank you.